This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to Contending for the Crown with Kristen Rao. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Contending for the Crown. I hope you are having a great day. Let's turn to Psalm 19 for our study today. God's handiwork is seen in His creation. Verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Do you ever look at the clouds? I love the clouds. They are one of my favorite aspects of God's creation. We can see God's creativity, His awesome power, and His loving care when we look at the clouds. Verses 2 through 4a Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. We see in these few short verses that God's creation is constantly telling us about His handiwork. Verses 4b-6 through 6. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. What beautiful words we read of to describe God's creation. Not only is God's handiwork seen in his physical creation, but also it is seen in his law or his word. Verses 7 through 9. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. These verses give us six different names for God's law and six ways it benefits us. The law of the Lord is perfect. It revives our soul. In other words, it restores life. The testimony of the Lord is sure. It makes the simple person wise. When we are sure of something, we are confident in it. The precepts of the Lord are right. They make the heart rejoice. Precepts are rules that we are to follow. The commandment of the Lord is pure. They enlighten the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. Fear in this case is respect and submission. It's not being scared of God. It's wanting to do His will because of the respect that we have for Him. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. If we follow God's rules, we will be found righteous. Verse 10, More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. We are to desire God's law and His testimonies, His precepts, more than the finest gold or the sweetest honey. Verse 11, Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. God's word not only warns us of the dangers of sin, but if we keep God's word, we will have a great reward in heaven. Revelation 14:13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. And we can be sure of our home in heaven. 
1 John 5.13 I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. There are two types of sin. We can sin unintentionally or intentionally. The next verse speaks of sinning without realizing it. Verse 12 Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Sometimes we may do something not knowing it is wrong. This may be especially true for a babe in Christ. It is still sin, though. Leviticus 4, 2-3 Speak to the people of Israel, saying, If anyone sins unintentionally in any of the Lord's commandments about things not to be done, and does any one of them, if it is the anointed priest who sins, thus bringing guilt on the people, then he shall offer for the sin that he has committed a bull from the herd without blemish to the Lord for a sin offering. Numbers 15.27 If one person sins unintentionally, he shall offer a female goat a year old for a sin offering. These two passages both talk about sinning unintentionally, but in both cases the sin had to be atoned for. Job 34.32 Teach me what I do not see. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. Sometimes we may not see the sins we have done. God sees all, though. Proverbs 15.3 The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Verse 13 talks about presumptuous sins. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Presumptuous sins are sins that we do willfully. In other words, we sin even though we know it is wrong to do so. We can be forgiven of our sins, even those that we do on purpose. David ends this psalm by praying that his words and meditation will be acceptable to God. Verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This should be our prayer too. God's handiwork is clearly seen not only in his physical creation, but also in his law. We should long for his law. It should be precious to us, more precious than the finest things on this earth. Only then will we be acceptable to him. I hope you have enjoyed this lesson. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to always and in every way be contending for the crown. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media, Thank you for being with us today.